All right. Hello. We are back with another episode of the From Hobby to Full-Time Podcast, podcast for personal stylists who are ready to take their side hustle a lot more seriously. This is episode 24, and we are going to talk about what's in your styling kit. So any great personal stylist knows that they need a styling kit, but there are different types of kits depending on the job you're doing or how you're working with your clients, and you may not be exactly sure what all you need to have in your kit, or you may just be curious about what other stylists have in theirs. So one of the really awesome things about being a personal stylist is there's really not a lot of business overhead. So disclaimer, this depends on how you structure your business, whether you're in-person or virtual or a combination. And this also depends on if you are doing any sort of fashion styling, editorial styling, or celebrity styling, those kits are going to be a little bit different. Um, and you may need either more or less if you are doing in-person that's going to be styling in-person or styling virtually. So if you are virtually styling, then your um, kit, you're not particularly with your client, but there are some things in that kit that you are going to want to tell your client for them to have and for them to have on hand as you're teaching them more about the styling process. So let's break down exactly what should be in your kit along with some extras and things that I have found really useful. And at the end of this episode, I will direct you to a link where you can download a checklist of, um, a roundup of everything that should be in your kit. So this episode is going to cover some um, surface level stuff that are absolute necessities. And of course, there are tons of extra things that are great to have in a kit or great to be aware of to recommend to your clients. Um, in the Biz Bootcamp inside the Founders Club, we have a whole extra module on all of this. And I have rounded up um, my stylist recommendations and things that they keep in their kit so that I can pass those along to you. So that'll be a free download for you to have and enjoy and start building out your kit. Um, so first things first, the kit itself. Um, I recommend some type of bag that you can essentially hold all of your supplies in. So when I was doing more in-person styling, I had, it was actually an old, like kind of black, not old, but it was a black reusable shopping bag that I used. It was kind of structured. It was rectangular. So it could hold my laptop and it can hold all of the supplies that I'm going to talk to you guys about. So this can literally be, um, like a work tote bag, like target has create kind of like leathery bags, or, um, it can be something that is a little more like a canvas bag. I actually had a big like LL bean canvas tote as well that I used when I was doing more on set wardrobe styling because that was a bigger bag for all of the things I needed for set work compared to just personal styling work inside a client's closet. So first things first is that bag to hold all of your things. The second thing is going to be trash bags. So if you are doing a personal styling closet clean out um, or closet audit, whatever you're calling it, then you're going to need something to put your client's clothes in that you are going to be taking to a donation or to a thrift store or charity shop. So what I like to do and what I used to do is I actually just used to throw all of my client's clothes inside these big ginormous blue Ikea bags. And then I would sort them all later at home into the appropriate piles of thrift store or consignment. That took a lot of extra time on my behalf. So what I switched to instead was really making those piles and sorting them in the client's house as we were going through. It makes a lot more sense. And we would essentially have inside the trash bags would go 
all of the clothes to thrift stores so that I could just take those trash bags immediately to a thrift store because I knew um, and I had a good handle on what consignment stores or resale stores were going to consider taking. And then all of the other consignment store options, those could go in either a separate trash bag or if you have some kind of nicer reusable shopping bags, you can fold those and prepare those. So what this really does is just allows your job as a stylist to go quicker and more efficient because you are bagging up things exactly as they need to be to be dropped off. So in addition to these bags, I would highly recommend the Ikea blue bags. Um, I think I went to my local Ikea store many, many moons ago and got them for 60 cents. Um, they were very, very cheap and they hold two trash bags worth of clothes. And it makes it a lot easier when you are schlepping these bags around from a second story closet down the steps to your car because a lot of times trash bags might rip or their stuff so full or maybe they have shoes inside of them that it can be a little more cumbersome to do one bag at a time but you can put two bags in that ikea bag take that one really sturdy bag down to your car so i essentially use them as transporting bags that's my little like one of my hacks i'm going to share another hack in a minute with you guys Number three, a tape measure. So whether you are um, in person or virtual, you're gonna wanna have a tape measure because either you're going to be measuring the client yourself or you're going to be either demonstrating on yourself for them if it's a virtual, um, a virtual appointment. And you might wanna also consider having a link to tape measures if your client doesn't have them or even getting personalized tape measures that you can send to clients when you have um, booked a new client as like a little mini welcome gift and to help them out. I find that most people don't really have like mini tape measures <laughs> around. Um, I personally love carrying one with me, even in my purse when I used to go shopping for myself inside of stores so that I could measure things or even shopping for myself online, I would quickly pull that out take my own measurements so that my shopping was more accurate for myself. So the next thing you're going to want to have um, is going to be tailoring tags and then pens or pencils to write the tailoring notes. So these can be little slips of paper. It could even be index cards. Um, you could print some off yourself, maybe on um, cardstock, and then use like clothespins or some twine to attach your notes directly to the piece or directly to the hanger on the piece. And so what this is going to be is this is a reminder for the client when they take their pieces to the tailors on what your recommendations for those tailoring for those pieces are. So this could be, for example, um, taking a long pair of jeans and making them an ankle cut jean. So they need to be adjusted, you know, to the ankle bone or two inches up or whatever the case is. Or it could be um, taking in the waistline of a skirt so it fits the natural waist, the smallest part of the body, or it could be um, the shoulder seams are not perfectly right for this client, so they need to be taken up. So this is all of things that you would go over with your client, and then as a way for you to um, write it down on that particular piece. Alternatively, if you're doing a virtual session, you're not going to necessarily write them on individual tags, but you might want to have like a Word document that's your tailoring document um, where you can almost include a picture or a screenshot of the piece and then in like a table, and then you can write to the side of it exactly what those notes are going to be. Um, having the visuals and having specific information is going to help make that tailoring process go a lot more smoothly, especially if you're not there, you're in a different state um, than your client and you can help make that go well. 
So the next thing you want to have is going to be a sewing kit. Now this is really helpful for if you are tailoring things and you want to clip things with say pins or um, sometimes sewing kits will actually come with a tape measure or they'll have the tailoring chalk as well. If you are in person with a client, you can show them or demonstrate how to do that with the chalk or the pins um, or you can instruct your client how to do that with a sewing kit as well. And in addition to a sewing kit, um, I would recommend some sort of clamps. And I don't mean binder clips that you get at office supply. I mean actual clamps from um, either like Manhattan wardrobe supply, or you could actually get these from a legit hardware store. So Lowe's or Home Depot. And they are the metal clamps that have kind of rubber on the ends so that it's not going to snag or ruin clothes. This is really, really good if you are on set or you are doing some more photo styling and you need to take in um, the look of a piece. But it's also really helpful if you are physically with a client um, to help kind of show them where the fit should be or how something would look if it was taken in. Um, and then you can kind of clamp that piece where it needs to go and step back. You don't have to physically hold it. So that's a recommendation that I would make as well. Um, and for your clients for personal styling, I would also recommend a some keep, donate, tailor, repair, um, or trash signs. So this is really easy to do if you're in person, you essentially print out a piece of paper and it says keep, or it says donate, and you can know what your piles are for. If you're in person and you're pulling all the clothes out and you're making these piles, it can get a little confusing about what pile is what and you don't want to have to constantly rack your brain to say okay this pile on the left was the keep or this pile on the left was the donate this pile in the middle was maybe this pile on the right was repair so one of my tricks that i really like doing with this is to have a wardrobe rack and to use rack dividers that you can also get from manhattan wardrobe supply just google rack dividers and then a dry erase marker so you can write on each of those rack dividers, what your quote unquote piles are. And that can be keep, maybe, um, tailor. And then you could have donate you could hang or toss you could hang as well, but those might be more appropriate to just put directly into the bags like we already talked about. Um, but that is a really helpful thing because you can reuse those um, and it helps keep the clothes, especially the clothes that you are keeping or you're still evaluating in a neat and tidy manner versus having all of these piles everywhere. So again, that's something that you don't necessarily need to have a wardrobe rack. I have done essentially all of my closet edits um, and even outfit creation sessions without a rack, but it can be a very helpful tool. Um, and my favorite racks come from, where do they come from? Garment rack, let's see. Let me look it up for you so I can tell you. But they come with a, they're collapsible racks and you um, can purchase a travel bag that comes with them. And I would highly, highly recommend getting the travel bag because I have found that with the collapsible garment racks, you have the poles and then the wheels that folds down into one. But then the top rack where you're hanging everything from, you're taking that off to fold it up. So then that's like a single metal stick <laughs> that you could mar walls with or accidentally bump into something. So I really just love having it in this big case. Um, if you think in your head of almost like a 
<clears throat> like a guitar case. It's not a hard sided case, soft case, but it's really, it's pretty massive and big, but it does make it a lot easier to carry things. So I will have that link in the download for you so that you can go and um, check those out if you want. And they're not necessarily super cheap, but they're not that expensive. You only need one. I want to say maybe a hundred or 125 for the rack and the case. And then sometimes you can find them on sale or if someone's returned them. So check that out. So Okay, so that leads me into the hardware section of your kit. And these are things, again, that I think are extras. You don't necessarily need them, but I do recommend them because they can make your job easier. So the wardrobe rack is one. Um, the second thing that I do recommend um, if you are making outfits for your client is a roll down white vinyl window shade that you get from Lowe's or Home Depot, a hardware store. So what I do with this, um, and the reason why I specify the white roll down window shade is because it is makes a nice clean crisp white background for you to lay clothes on top of if you are making outfits and creating fat, flat lays and photographing them for a lookbook or a digital lookbook for your clients. Now, some stylists will use like a white sheet um, and that's totally fine too. The reason I don't like that is I think sheets are a little more wrinkly and it's harder to keep them non-wrinkled. And so all of those wrinkles in a sheet are going to show up in a photograph. The window shade is not gonna be perfect, but it's gonna be a little easier to get that white background. Um, and bonus, it rolls up in a really, um, one long stick and you can even put it in the rack with your wardrobe rack and carry it that way or just show up with the window shade. And a lot of times it's like really fun when you explain that to clients. So like, is that a window shade? And you're like, yeah, it's how we're gonna make your outfit. Pictures look great. Um, and it's kind of just a fun, funny thing as well, but it's a great hack and it works really well. And those are like less than $10. And I do think it's superior to a sheet. So the next thing that's a hardware piece that you can bring are going to be hangers. So this is going to be something that you're going to talk about with your clients and you're going to decide how it's going to work into your service or your offering and the price point. So I um, typically will make hanger recommendations to my clients after the closet cleanse. I don't bring the hangers to them. I have before in the past and I know some stylists do and it is a really awesome kind of all-encompassing service, but you do want to make sure that's included in your price point. So that would be something I would talk with a client at the client, the consultation or after they've booked to say, hey, do you have or what hangers do you prefer? The reason I'm not a huge sticker stickler on hangers is because I know that some clients just have particular lifestyles that doesn't allow them to take things off hangers and put them on a specific type of hanger. So I always give this example of a client. She was a um, high level professor at a local university, very busy. Her husband was a senator. She literally dry cleaned all of her clothes. So she would have them dry cleaned. They would come, they would hang in her closet. And then when she wanted to wear them, she would wear them. When she was done, they went into the dry cleaning bag. So for her, it was going to be a huge waste of time to transition all of those clothes off the metal um, hangers into a slim felt black hanger. And she just didn't want to deal with that. And so that was totally fine. We organized her closet in such that she had the appropriate categories but as a stylist, you can definitely make recommendations for what is the best way to care for clothes and what you recommend. But at the end of the day, the client's lifestyle and what is going to be easiest for them to maintain the system is going to be the most important. So if your client like 
loves and wants to get the black or another color slim felt hangers, then you can talk about whether you're going to get them for the client or whether, and then that way when you're cleaning out and putting things back in, everything is like kind of done. There's nothing on the back end that they have to do. They don't have to um, transfer their clothes later or purchase the hangers later. So that's a really nice service. Um, but you can also at the end make those recommendations too. So now I want to talk a little bit about some extras and you can get the download to get all of the extras. But one of the things I love having in my kit is a makeup hood. So essentially what this is, it's a mesh bag that goes over your client's head when they are trying on clothes so that whatever makeup they have on their face doesn't accidentally get on the clothes. It's going to brush up against the hood first. Now, this may be something that as a stylist in COVID time, you may have to or may want to get a new hood for every client, or you may want to gift the client with that hood, or you will need to wash them. Um, I'm not quite sure if recommendations would want you to, if health recommendations would want you to wash them versus disposing of them. I don't personally like the idea of purchasing something for one-time use and then disposing of it, but um, so that would be something that you could discuss um, with clients and see what the recommendation is or see what they would be, feel most comfortable with. But they are really awesome, especially if you are with a client and you guys are out, say, at a mall, you're at a store, um, providing in-store shopping is kind of opening back up because that way you're not risking damaging clothes that you haven't purchased yet or even when the client is at home and they've ordered online things or you're bringing pieces to them, putting that hood on if they have on a lot of makeup is going to protect those clothes, especially clothes that may go back. So this is something you can Google on Amazon, makeup hood or somewhere else. I think there may be... I don't know, $4, $5, I don't remember, but really awesome to have those. Another thing is like a Tide pin or something to help um, any potential stains. Lint rollers are really awesome to have. Fashion tape is great because you can also show clients really easily how they can adjust the fit of something on the fly, especially with double-sided tape or a top that's kind of low cut or cut weird. Um, that is really nice. I also love having um, paper grocery bags in my styling kit. What I love to do with these is makeshift boot forms. So if I'm working with a client and we're redoing their shoes and they have a bunch of boots that aren't standing up, I will take one of my paper bags or you can also ask the client if they have any and roll them up stick them in a boot and the boot is going to stand up straight. So obviously you can get boot forms, um, but this is often a nice inexpensive way to really help take care of taller boots if the client doesn't have anything for that. Um, a first aid kit is always handy. I just kind of keep that along with me for anything I'm doing. Um, and then something funny and extra that I had in here was a wine opener. This actually came as a recommendation. So a wine key or a wine opener from the stylist in our group. I know some stylists who include perks like um, a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne with the um, service that they're doing. And so having that on hand can just be like a fun little gift or something. Obviously not a requirement and not everybody drinks, but that can be fun if that aligns with your clients. So these are just a few things that are really um, important and key to keep in a styling kit. And so if you want to download the whole list, you can head to um, the show notes about this podcast. It's going to be at thepersonalstylistnetwork.mykajabi.com. I think that's the link. Or you can head to the link in my Instagram bio, head to listen to the podcast, and you will be taken to the show notes for that as well, the blog section 
to download this. Um, and if you are a member of the Founders Club, you can find this full list inside of the Biz Bootcamp. It is module 7.1, Create Your Stylist Kit. And if you're wondering what the heck the Founders Club is or you wanna get in, it is our online membership community of personal stylists. You get all sorts of things like resources, downloads, templates um, to help you with mood boards, lookbooks, uh, how to do virtual styling, we have classes from all sorts of stylist experts. This month, example for July, we're having an expert come in and talk about how to create capsule wardrobes. And we have had experts talk about social media marketing. So Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, all ways that you can improve your growing business as a personal stylist. If you are a new or aspiring personal stylist, this is like one of the best ways to really know how to do the nuts and bolts of a personal styling business. So you get access to the Biz Bootcamp course, which is valued at over $1,000 for your monthly membership rate of 55. And it walks you through 12 videos, um, lessons and worksheets of everything you need to know, legal stuff, money stuff, how to price your services, how to structure your services. Um, how to get out of that like a la carte rut for your new clients and really create a sustainable personal styling business. And of course, since it is COVID, we don't really know what the future holds. There are so many modules on virtual styling, virtual style courses and style memberships. And all of these resources are growing monthly. So we have a community of personal stylists from all over the globe. Um, lots of stylists in the United States, stylists from Canada, and even a stylist hailing from London. So if you are ready to get in, click the link in my bio. There are monthly, quarterly, and yearly subscription options. And it is one of the best decisions you will make as a personal stylist, if you are looking to dream, launch, grow, and expand your personal styling business. So I will see you next week on the podcast, or if you're one of the lucky stylists, I'll see you inside the club. See y'all then. Bye.